once again to the Ebon Zone. The road to 200 continues as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 193rd time on this Friday, August 14th, 2020. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Beauting Heads, got your goat. the fade. There's a lot of wealthy people in this world, let's just face it, and chances are most of us will never know what it's like to have so much money you can literally burn it and just say, oh well, I won't be needing that, it's just $10 billion anyway. Speaking of money, that brings me to my next point, Jeff Bezos. We're talking about him this week. Why? Well, it's simple. He's doing something, more than usual actually. He's building a clock inside a mountain. Well, if that doesn't say you mean nothing to me, I'm rich, I don't know what does. Why is he doing this? Is he just flexing on people or what? For those of you not up to date with internet slang, flexing is basically saying I'm better than you because I can do something or have something you can't. Check out the name of this thing. It's ridiculous. He calls it the clock of the long now. All right, that sounds exactly like something an angsty high school poetry dude would pull out of thin air to sound deep because there's a girl he likes in the class with him. It's going to be like 500 feet tall, all mechanical, and powered by day or night thermal cycles, whatever that means, and synchronized with the sun. Not to mention it's meant to run for 10,000 years. Bro, remind me again, please. Someone tell me why this is at all necessary. Where's Dave Ramsey when you need him? Jeez, dude, calm down. I know you're the richest guy in the world, but you gotta ask yourself, do you really need things like this? Let's take a look at his reasoning behind this. He says it's a way to remind people of the far future, how it's gonna happen to their descendants, and that the future exists. Well, yeah, what else do you want to remind people of? Quick, how many people out there have forgotten that the sun is hot? What, are you kidding me? That reason makes just about as much sense as saying you can build a house out of poker cards that'll survive a Category 5 hurricane. Now, obviously, it's a tourist attraction, right? That's why they made it so easy to get to, I guess. You can't get there in a plane unless you want to ride several hours in the car and on foot... Well, forget about that. The terrain is full of uneven ground and ends at almost 2,000 feet above the valley. To make it even better, it ticks one time a year and chimes once every thousand years. Remind me again why this is a good idea. I'll take any answers you can give me. Just leave them down in the comments on Facebook when you get done listening. They don't even have to make sense. All cards are wild on this one. This week, I want to continue a tradition that's very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Romans. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So let's start off with the first part of this verse, and be not conformed to this world. So in order to understand what not conforming is, we need to understand what conforming is. The definition of conforming means to behave according to socially acceptable conventions or standards. And in today's time, the standard is to do as you want to do, to live as you want to live, to live 
like the world, so to speak. So in order to not conform to this world, we need to act against the grain. Let's take it this way. If the world holds a grudge, we need to bury the hatchet and show people grace. If the world wants to go around being angry all the time, if the world wants to hate, we need to show love. So basically being not conformed to this world means that we need to do the opposite of what this world wants to do, and that is the will of God. We need to live and love like Jesus Christ. And now we come to the next part of this verse, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So I'm going to zero in on two words here, transformed and renewing. So we know here first that transformed is the opposite of conformed. Let's look at it this way. If conforming is doing exactly as the world is doing, transforming is changing. The definition of transforming, if you can look at it this way, is changing. You're turning things around in your life to turn away from the things of this world and turn to the things of God, to keep your eyes focused on what's above. The dictionary definition of renewing makes a lot of sense when you look at it through the lens of this verse as well. Renewing means to give fresh life or strength to. So essentially, you're reviving something, you're rejuvenating something, you're invigorating something, you're giving something a fresh perspective. So when your mind is renewed, you're looking at things differently. You're seeing things as God would have you see them. You're seeing things in different ways than you would have in your own converted state before you trusted Jesus. Whereas if your mind wasn't renewed, if your mind was focused on the things of this world, you would see things from a worldly perspective and a worldly point of view. I think we can all agree being renewed is a wonderful thing, but you can't do it yourself. Only God can do that. If you haven't trusted Jesus with your life, do it today. You won't regret it. Florida. A state best described as America's weird mullet enthusiast uncle is at it again. This time, something's happening I never could have guessed. And it surprisingly isn't anything to do with a guy beating the living daylights out of somebody while wearing an Easter Bunny costume, and when he's arrested, just telling the cop, Google me, bro. Yeah, that's that's weird, but what I'm diving into now? If you thought last week was crazy with some dude swimming in a tank at Bass Pro Shops, just hold on to something because you've heard nothing yet. A woman is suing her neighbor for a paternity test for her goats. I'm just going to let that sink in for a second. Three, two, and one. We're ready to keep going. Okay, so first up, how did this even happen? This whole thing started with five goats. And of course, one of them had a pun for a name. Margoat. But anyway, she said goats that were registered with the American Dairy Goat Association have a higher value than the ones that aren't. And in case you were like me at the beginning of writing this episode and have no idea what that organization is or does, I'll link their website in the description so you can look into them for yourself. Apparently, the father was registered with them, but the babies aren't. And wait, hold on. They're trying to find the dad, and he's registered, so he's got to be in a database of some kind, right? Like, just think about it this way. Registering a dog with the kennel club means that they'll know a lot of stuff about your furry friend. It's got to have an approved name, and there's a citizenship clause in there basically saying it's considered an American dog only if the deed went down on American soil. They even have a rule about registering them based on how old the parents were when they got busy. 
Yes, I know what you're thinking. I did look all this up, and you can find out more for yourself if you check the description. But I'll warn you, it's definitely a rabbit hole. So if you find yourself up until 3 a.m. for a week looking up how to register a dog for the kennel club when all you have is a cat... Don't come and tell me you didn't know it was at least possible. My question in this whole thing is, if all that's possible with registered dogs, then why couldn't a goat that's registered be found just as easily? All you'd have to do the way I'm thinking about it is type its name into the database and bang, you've got it. I don't know the slightest thing about registering goats, but that doesn't seem like rocket science to me. They tried to register the kids, no pun intended, but couldn't because the breeder wasn't a member. The breeders had some problems herself, though, because the person who bought the goats has broken into her farm, and then she called the police on her for three months straight. But where's the turn here? So, hold on. We've got somebody suing for a paternity test for her goats, and that same person then trespasses on the farm where she bought the goats, and now there's cops coming for the breeder who sold the goats to the woman who's actually guilty of a crime? If you've been listening, you'll agree. That makes absolutely no sense. What is going on? Florida, in case you haven't already figured it out, you confuse me beyond words. I appreciate you hanging out with me and taking time out of your week to hear what I've had to say. But that looks like all the time we've got for this episode. You can stay connected easily on Facebook and Twitter by searching Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. That's capital O and official capital EBZ. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and drop a review, tell me how I'm doing, and subscribe if you can. Until next time, God bless you, stay humble, and keep an ear out.